Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your Creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast. This is episode 473 for the 17th of Adar in a regular year. I'd like to start off today's episode on somewhat of a dark note, but you'll see where I'm going with it all. Uh, I want to talk about abusive relationships. So what comes to mind for me is this uh, made-for-TV movie that I saw quite a while back called The Burning Bed. Uh, It's actually based on a true story, which makes it all the more horrific. It's very tragic. It's about a, a, a woman who was in a very abusive relationship. She was married to this man who was physically and emotionally abusive to her, and they would separate and then get back together and separate, get back together. And, you know, this went on for years and years on end um, until it really, you know, just ruined her life in every which way. And out of self-defense, she actually ends up um, finally running away and burning the bed and, you know, lighting the bed on fire that the, that her husband's in uh, and in order to get away from him. And the police actually let her off the hook when they realized, even though the, the man ends up dying, they let her off the hook when they realized that this really was, you know, a very um, battered woman and she was really just trying to rescue, her, rescue herself and her kids. So they let her off as uh, it being self-defense or maybe they made her sentence very light. I don't, I don't remember exactly. Um, but the qu- big question that comes up and the thing that really um, comes out of this movie uh, is a very a, a question that many people ask over and over. Why did she stay with him for so long? Why did she keep going back to him? Why do so many women and sometimes men too, we don't want to just limit it to women, but why do people stay in abusive relationships? What is going on? What is that about? And so what you see in this movie is that what happens is that there's as much as, you know, as abusive as this man is, as much as he hits her and insults her and things like that, he has another side to him. The other side of him is that he's actually very loving. He cares about her deeply. Obviously he has quite a bit of issues and um, you know and he doesn't always express his love properly but there are times that he really does clearly say how much he loves her how much he needs her and he's very emotional very passionate and all of that and that's the hook that's the hook that keeps keeps her going but ultimately it's not enough ultimately you know she does wake up at the end and she does realize that this is a very unhealthy situation and if she wants to survive uh, if she has to, wants to uh, live her life um, literally in order to save her own life, she has to get out of this. Um, So the moral, 
basically the moral of the story is that love as alluring as it is and as we can even say necessary as it is in a relationship it's not enough it's not enough just to have love if you're married to somebody or if you're in a friendship or a relationship with somebody and they love you really deeply and his love for her was was real it's we don't want to doubt that love it was a real love if that love cannot be followed up with action with treating the person the right way how much can we say that that love is really worth after all that and okay now abusive relationships are an extreme example but um what about even in in like a nice relationship even in a good relationship where there's not you know everything's going well and and nobody's being toxic or abusive or anything like that so the love is a very beautiful thing but as we mentioned, love is not enough because there's, you know, in a healthy relationship, hopefully there's love and then there's also good deeds and giving, you know, um, actions that are associated, that are, that accompany that love. So when we look at the, those two components of the relationship, the love versus the deeds, the, the demonstrations of love, the acts of service, we can call them, that go together with the love, which one is higher which one takes precedent which one can we say is more valuable um, so a lot of people might think it's the love because the love is sort of the basis for the relationship but the truth is and this is going to be the focus of today's Tanya in a certain sense we can actually say that the love is actually subservient to the acts of service there's something about the acts of service that's actually greater than the love why because the love as great as it might be is actually a very subjective emotion. And the fact that it's subjective makes it limited. So if you have a husband and a wife and the husband loves the wife or the wife loves the husband, each of them are experiencing a love that's very real and might be very, you know, uh, intense and passionate and all of that, but it's subjective and it's limited to their own experience. You could almost argue that it's selfish in a way, you know, that when somebody experiences a feeling of love towards another person, that experience of love, it feels good to be in love. It feels good to love somebody else. But the, the, all those feelings are internally generated within you. The love itself is not actually doing anything for the other person if it's not backed up by anything else. I mean, it's nice to know that somebody loves you, but truly, the thing that the where the selflessness comes in, where the uh, where the other person, the other entity comes in, uh, is in the acts of service. Is when you actually do things for the other person. That's where you truly bond with the other person in this more selfless way. And this indeed is the subject of today's Tanya. And we're going to apply this to God. And we're going to talk about the fact that as much as the Tanya is really uh, kind of the thesis of the Tanya is the theme of the Tanya is how to cultivate love and fear of God in a true way. And and we and it's definitely a very uh, big thing to do. And it's something that's very necessary in our service of God. The truth is, there's something about actions, there's something about mitzvahs, uh, the performance of the physical deeds that's higher than all of this. And the context for this discussion comes about through uh, something that we began talking about yesterday, where we yesterday we began a new chapter, chapter 35, and we were talking about the existential angst of the Benini and the fact that the Benini is constantly, and this is this book that we're learning is the book of the Benini, the Sefer Shalbanim, and the whole journey of the Benini through life is 
battle. It's like they're always engaged in this internal struggle. Do they love God? Do they love the chocolate cake? Do they love um, sleeping in in the morning? Do they love davening? What do they love more? You know, and it's uh, and it's it's this constant war between these two opposing impulses that they have within them, and this can feel very frustrating to a Benoni who wants to serve God properly, and it can feel kind of like. Um, it can make a person almost despondent. Like, what's the point if I'm never going to get over this battle? But then the redeeming factor, which we began talking about yesterday, and we're going to continue along these lines today, is that that's that it only is despondent when that's the focus. When the focus is on this internal battle, on the emotional aspect of it. But when you take away that emotional aspect, or, or not take it away, but when you actually realize that this emotional aspect can only really, the, the, the value of it can only be come about if it's backed up by good deeds. And that really those good deeds, those mitzvahs, are the, um, the connecting force. That's what really matters. Then it becomes a whole new ballgame it becomes much more exciting and you know it's sort of like the analogy that they give that if you have um a bunch of zeros um how like how much money do you have it's like if you put 10 zeros you know one zero whatever it's still zero but then if you add a one in front of that those zeros then that then we're talking about much different numbers so we can sort of think about it like that that it's like the love for God is really almost like we can say like it's not worth anything it's almost like just a bunch of zeros maybe you love one person loves God a little bit so that's like one zero another person loves God a little bit more that's another zero a tzaddik might love God tremendously there's so much there but it's still zero in, until you put that one in front of it because as we'll see the soul the soul that loves God uh, as much as it's a part of God um, it's not nullified to God in the same way that mitzvahs are because whenever one person loves something whether we're talking about a person or a piece of cake or a God whatever it is that you love there's the one who loves and then that which they love so it's two separate things versus when the person does the acts of service towards that thing it's you know the act of service is this bond that unites them in a way that the love cannot so let's get into the text and see how the Alter Rebbe explains all of this. And again, for context, we're in the middle of chapter 35 today of Likutei Amarim. So the Alter Rebbe begins this section by bringing to light an analogy, which he had already brought up, about how we likened the Shechina, the d divine indwelling, to the light of a candle. So the Alter Rebbe says that here to explain further and elaborate upon the mashal, this analogy, where we talked about how the light of the Shechina is like the light of a candle, where just like the light of a candle does not shine and does not hold on to the wick without oil, so too does the Shechina not rest on the body of a person who is likened to a wick. So the body of a person is, our bodies are likened to wicks. But the only way that the Shekhinah is able to rest upon the body of a person is through good deeds. And it's not enough just to have their soul, even this the godly soul, which is a part of God himself. It's not, this godly soul does not serve as the oil. So a person might think that, you know, the, the, their godly soul is the oil by which the Shekhinah is able to rest on the body. And the altar rabbi is saying, no, it's not. You need to have good deeds. And the altar rabbi goes on and he says that this is actually obvious and clear to any intelligent person. Why? So now he's going to elaborate upon that. So he says that even if a person is a total tzaddik, who, so, so what is a total tzaddik as we have defined already? This is somebody who serves God with fear and love 
in a, a way of katanugim. So it's a very, very high, it's a love of pleasure. So this is like a very high level of love, the highest form of love that we talked about. And even still, so even such a person, so the, think of the holiest person that you can think of, somebody who's truly serving God out of total fear and love all the time, they are not nullified in their source completely to be completely nullified in the light of God, to become totally unified in total unity. Even such a tzaddik remains a person. They remain an individual because they are this person. They are, by definition, the fact that we're saying that they love and fear God, that means that they are a person who loves and fear God. So they are separate from God. So this shows that there is something lacking in terms of this like unity and nullification to God. Like you can't be a self and totally nullified at the same time, basically. And so then the altar goes on and he says, which is not the case. When we talk about mitzvahs and good deeds, these mitzvahs and good deeds are God's will. And God's will is the source of all life for all of the worlds and all of the creations that came down into this world through different symptomim, constrictions, and different concealments of of the will of God. So again, we talked about this a little bit previously of this whole idea how all the creatures in the worlds, everything, the life force, everything, it all comes from God's will. Sure, it comes down through these different permutations and concealments and constrictions and stuff like that. But ultimately, everything in this world ultimately comes from the will of God. And it had to go down through all these levels in order for these things to be created in a way of not, of something from nothing and that these things have an existence in their own right so that they will not be totally consumed and nullified in their existence. So everything in creation basically is like a concealment of God ultimately. However, the source of the these things, the source of these creation, the source of the vitality of the entire universe is from the will of God. And now when we go back to what are the mitzvahs, the mitzvahs are the inner will of God. So the mitzvahs are the will of God. And there is no concealments like this. So the mitzvahs are in this separate category. They're not the same thing as other types of creations. They don't have the same concealment. And their life force is not something different from who it is, but it's actually, and this, and the fact that this is the case, this makes them actually totally unified and subsumed in his will. And they are like one with him completely. So we're starting to understand that basically the ultra is pointing out the difference between loving and fearing God. Even if somebody is a tzaddik and a really righteous person, this love and fear of God is still limited in the sense that there's a person who loves and fears God versus when it comes to the mitzvahs and good deeds, these are an actual expression of God. So they're not concealed in the same way that other creations are. And they're actually the source of all of creation. So that's the end of the section for today. So in sum, while love is a very tremendous thing, we definitely want to cultivate love of God. Uh, it's not something we want to dismiss. On the other hand, uh, love can only take you so far. Love is a subjective experience. It's sub it's uh, it's limited to the lover, they who love. And by virtue of saying that one thing loves another, it 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 actually points, perhaps ironically, at a separation. That there's the one who loves and that which they love, two separate objects. Versus the unique thing about mitzvahs is it actually is the way to dispel the separation. Mitzvahs are the bridge that can actually um, 
cause the separation to disintegrate because mitzvahs are the actual will of God. And so when a person does a mitzvah, uh, they actually connect with God in this way that's not limited to their subjective emotions, emotional experience of love, but they're actually just um, nullifying themselves to God's will, which is a much more uh, unified experience. So that's it for today. And we will continue with this chapter tomorrow. So stay tuned and I'll speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Avraham Yitzhak ben Binyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Top project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.